Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. In over the line through the middle, makes a move. He'll go to the net. Scores! Connor McDavid! What a goal! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Here's what's going on in the NHL. Start of the second period. Senators lead the Flyers one zip after the first. Capitals leading Carolina 2-1. Later tonight, Boston at Winnipeg. That one starts in a few minutes in about an hour. Buffalo, after getting thumped here at Rogers Place last night, taking on the Calgary Flames. Panthers play the Ducks avalanche at Sharks. The Oilers will try to sweep their five-game homestand tomorrow afternoon. Yes, an early start. We're going to have the face-off show for Furnace Family Oilers Hockey starting at 11.30 a.m. I better set my alarm, and the game will start at 1. And, yes, I am at Rogers Place tonight in our broadcast booth. It is Oil Kings Fan Appreciation Night. They got a game coming up against the Calgary Hitmen in about an hour. Oil Kings General Manager Kurt Hill is going to check in after the 6.30 news for an update on their season, which, of course, has been an outstanding one. It's pretty much a headline story, front-page news, as they say. I don't know if that means anything to the generation of people that don't know what a newspaper is. Anyway, uh, <laughs> when, when they lose a game, it's almost jaw-dropping, which they did on Wednesday night after winning 14 in a row. They were finally beaten by the Saskatoon Blades. So they got a game coming up tonight against uh, Calgary. So I'll be with you until 8 o'clock to keep you updated. And like I said, Kurt Hill is going to be on the show. John Shannon is going to join me here at Rogers Place. Mooner is going to check in from another arena here in town, just across the river, Claire Drake Arena, where the Golden Bears play UBC in uh, game one of their best of three Canada West final series. And uh, she's going to join us again because we made the promise as long as the Pandas volleyball team keeps advancing, we will keep having Corey White on the show. <laughs> and, of course, we had her on first about a month ago because she set the Canada West record for kills. Also this week, she was named Canada West Player of the Year. And I believe with their victory this afternoon, uh, even though they have another match coming up tomorrow, Corey will fill us in, uh, but I believe the Pandas are assured of a spot in Nationals. So that is all coming up tonight. I'm uh, always happy to hear from you as well on the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. The number is 780-496-0063. You can follow me on my rather mundane Twitter account, 
at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Maybe I should just tweet something outrageous every once in a while, just so I don't have to keep telling you how mundane it is. Anyway, uh, that's how you can follow me on Twitter. A lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff about the Oilers, fair amount of stuff about the Elks, and, and what's coming up on the show. That's what I like to talk about on my Twitter account. I don't really get into spats with people. And you can email the show, inside sports at 630ched.com. And I do enjoy getting your emails, by the way. Some of you are, are, are very... Uh, well, you're you're very writerly, which I appreciate as well. Brendan Clack is back at the 630 Chef Broadcasting Compound. He's in for Kellen Kennedy this evening. Clacker, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I mean, it's uh, it's March, Reed. Like, every sport is happening. There's uh, March Madness on, of course, but the Oilers are winning games. And, yeah, I mean, this is the best time to be a fan. Yeah, there's always that debate. And I think usually the months are either April or probably October for the better sports month. I suppose in October you have uh, hockey starting, NFL is going on. If you're Canadian, you got CFL going on. Uh, baseball is into the playoffs, and then I think a lot of people will argue. I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, Brennan. I think more people would argue April than March because baseball starts in most seasons. It, it won't be this year because it's slightly delayed, uh, but the hockey playoffs are going on. Usually March Madness is finished with the final four at the start of April. It's usually the first weekend in April. And uh, and for people like me who like golf, there's also the Masters in April. So to me, April has a bit of an advantage over October because I prefer the playoffs for hockey rather than the start of the season, and I prefer the Masters. I'm kind of a guy that likes, uh, I like the start of it all. You know, like March to me, it just it's the start of a lot of things coming. So that's kind of why March is my favorite still because you have April. Like I'm a guy that looks forward. All right. I like that. I'm a guy that looks forward. Now, is it okay if I call you Clacker? I feel like that's a very unoriginal nickname. You know what? People call me Clack, Clacker. Uh, I used to have a thing called Clack Fest uh, that, that was like a couple of friends doing some podcasting. Like, it's it's something that everyone decides to do with my name, like Clack in some kind. As long as they don't make a duck noise, I'm happy. All right. can also tell you there was this pretty significant trade today, the Tampa Bay Lightning getting forward Brandon Hagel from Chicago. They uh, give up a couple of first-round picks and a couple of young forwards, Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk, and uh, Hagel and two fourth-rounders going the other way. Hagel just 23, two years left on his contract, and he's having a really good season. And we've talked about him in the, fast as, uh, in the past as someone who might be available. This is a player that Cam Moon, uh, Cam Moon knows pretty well, and he was kind of like, why would Chicago trade this guy? He's, uh, he's so good, but Tampa Bay loading up there. Again, for the Oilers, I, I expect it to be relatively quiet. I know that is not what people want to hear. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I could sit here and, and tell you it's going to be the most exciting trade deadline day in the history of the Edmonton Oilers. I just don't think it's going to be. And I realize the arguments to the contrary and some of the trades that some of you are pushing for, and I'm not saying that it would be impossible to make those trades. I just don't think the, uh, the current general manager is going to look into making those deals. So that's what I can tell you there. At the moment, the Oilers are looking pretty good. They have won four in a row, and they have all been on home ice. And, you know, quite frankly, the Oilers, I would say, have not been a great team on home ice overall the last couple of years. I mean, yeah, their record is uh, 500, but they're not. I, I mean, what when the Oilers played the Panthers earlier this season, I think Florida had only lost five games all season on home ice. It hasn't been that good for Edmonton, and they've had some real downtimes on home ice. 
don't forget what happened back in December, and this is when they started that 2-11 and 2 slide. They, in December 5th, starting there, they lost to the Kings 5-1. Then they lost to the Wild 4-1. Then they lost to Boston 3-2. Then they lost to Carolina 3-1. Then they lost to a team from Toronto 5-1. And then they finished off the homestand by beating not a very good Columbus team 5-2. So the last time they had a long homestand, they went 1-5. Well, now they got a chance to go... 5-0. and oh. I asked Darnell Nurse today to contrast that December homestand to the one they're in now. No, I couldn't even remember back to that homestand, to be honest. Kind of parking in the past, living the moment. So uh, this homestand's been good. Um, like I said, though, you want to finish on the on the right foot. We played some some really good teams, uh, teams that are hungry to come in here, play fast paces, and checked well and, and, and done all the things you need to do to win. Um, we're not satisfied with, with just the four, four wins. We want to make sure that we cap off the right way tomorrow afternoon. Well, that seems to be a theme for the Oilers this week. Miko Koskinen spoke earlier, said, I'm not worried too much about the past. I'm looking at the standings. I'm looking to make the playoffs. Mike Smith spoke a couple of days ago, and he played well last night. And Smith said, can't do anything about what's happened the first 60 games of the season. Worried about the stretch drive. And Darnell Nurse said, you know what, Wilkins, I, I don't even know what, what homestand you're talking about. Leave it alone. <laughs> Uh, there it is. So uh, and uh, that has been the outlook, and, and uh, Jay Woodcroft has talked a lot about keeping the picture small, but clearly the Oilers are playing better. First of all, I think they're healthier than they were on that previous homestand. They're playing better five-on-five, five, and oh, by the way, at least they're scoring first some of the time. Not in every game, but more often than they were earlier in the season, and they are now 20-0 and 0 when getting the first goal of the game. Well, i got to hand it to this gentleman. Uh, he calls in, uh, I'd say he's... Uh, not quite a regular, but he calls in fairly often. If this is the right Brian that I'm thinking about, but he is ready to jump out of the gate on a Friday night. Maybe, I don't know, Brian, maybe you got a date to get to tonight or something's coming up later, but you're like jumping in early on Inside Sports this evening, baby. What's going on? Beer League hockey later tonight. Oh, what league, what tier are you in? Uh, well, you know what? It's actually just, it's just scrimmage hockey Friday nights uh, with the guys. At uh, Kinsman on the south side. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. They'll, everybody will show up now. Yeah, well, um, what time is it? I should come broadcast the, the game, maybe. 10-15? <laughs> oh, i got to go to bed early tonight because i got uh, to work at 11.30 tomorrow morning. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to that game tomorrow, so it's going to be weird having a 1 o'clock start. I mean, I don't think they've done that at home this year, have they? No, they had a, uh, they had a 1 o'clock matinee. I believe they lost a game to Dallas 5-4 in overtime. And I believe, I can't remember if it was in 1920 or even 1819. I think I think it was 1920. And the reason I remembered that one is because uh, the last caller to overtime open line said that Connor McDavid should be stripped of the captaincy because he turned over the puck in overtime. Dave Tippett decided not to do that. <laughs> that one that would stick out. <laughs> that would be something yeah, to remember. But a lot by of the whole sure. matinees start at two, but this one's even a little. I, I don't mind it actually. Yeah. I mean, we'll come in, they'll fire out the game. I, I think it maybe will be uh, a little bit of a younger crowd, but I still think a lot of energy and oh yeah, team. Oh yeah. I mean, you know what I say. I hate using things like will beat or should beat, but a team against which the Oilers should be heavily favored because the Devils yeah, are that great. The, the Oilers historically haven't been great in the afternoon, but hopefully that's that's done. You know, I mean, I, I, I think that they've uh, kind of moved beyond that now. 
Yeah, I but, tweeted uh, out the matinee record all time uh, a couple weeks ago. I'll have to dig it up. Yeah, but they, they've been a little better. Though. Well, really since McDavid came, yeah. they've been a little better in matinee. Been a little bit better. Anyway, you probably had something you wanted to say. What's in your mind? Well, Reed, do you think do you think this team is tough enough to go against a Calgary Flames? I, I'm not talking like skill. Arguably, we might be better skilled. Goaltending, we know who's better goaltending. I'm just already lining up the Pacific Division, but tough. The toughness, I think, is absolutely lacking with this team. Cassian will not probably fight in the playoffs. Uh, you know, coming from the, the broken jaw that he has, and I'm, I've, I've seen enough playoff rounds where, you know, in the playoffs, the tough get going, and I don't know if the Oilers have the horses right now. So. What are your thoughts? Do you think they're a tough enough team to go against teams like that? I I think Cassian will get involved. I think the bubble's going to come off soon. Uh, He corrected everybody a couple days ago, too. It, it, It actually was a cheekbone, orbital bone, not the jaw, but still not a great injury. Oh, okay. I think he will get involved. I, I, if you're talking about Calgary, I mean, the Flames' defense simply has more beef than the Oilers, right? Absolutely. I, I mean, uh, you know, I think Nurse and, and, and CeCe and Keith are going to be fine. Um, you know, Bouchard is still coming along. Uh, you know, if the th- here's the thing. If we're talking about the Oilers going against the best of the best, is a third pairing of Russell Berry, Lagason Berry, Nimalainen Berry, whoever is does that have the I mean I'm kind of using a stupid term but the meat you know what I mean uh, like does that have the, yeah. the meat to really uh, go against like because Calgary's defense like they 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 got it they bang you, you one through six yeah. I, I don't I actually yeah. don't mind the Oilers toughness up front like I, I think Kane is doing what he uh yeah. does um I, you know I'm gonna hopefully Cassian brings it uh, you know, you, you hear these little yeah. rumblings about an Archibald trade just because of the vaccination status, but they, but they better yeah. bring in a similar player And yeah. if, if they do do that. I, I think that's a fair concern if you're talking about the Oilers, you know, going yeah. to the second round, I guess. Well, and, and you look at a, like a player like uh, Milan Lucic. Um, I, I really like the guy, but... You know his job in the playoffs. You know what it's going to be if 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 the Cal- if the a team like Calgary, you know, and, and other players like him, if they need something to get going, they're going to get it going. I'm just wondering if we have anything to back back up. Uh, you know, players that are going to get run. Yeah. Um, and you know, is, is there is there some good fighters out there? Like uh, actually, you know, for a million bucks, maybe a little bit more than a million bucks that you can just put in the lineup if you have to. Is there anybody like that available? Yeah, I'm not sure. Wasn't um, Stoff and I talk about guys on the show? Was it Delorier? In, in Anaheim. Is it in Anaheim? Yeah, he's got 73 penalty minutes. Yeah, the, the, I've heard. I've heard uh, Anaheim has a, a couple of guys that that could come available. I don't even know their names, but I, I can't remember if it was Stoff that was talking about them. He's, men- he's mentioned Delorier for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's a fair comment. I mean, or, or just somebody who's competitive and 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 hard on the for. You know what kid I like? I don't know if they trade him. It's that Lekkonen kid out of Montreal. I know he's not a fighter, but yeah, he just yeah. seems to be around the play, yeah. buzzing all the time. Even a player like that, where you're just yeah. around the other team's net all the time, you know. Yes. But yeah, no, that's a that's a fair question. I mean, like I, again, I I think we know the Oilers' weaknesses. 
I don't yeah. know how much is going to get solved by Monday at 1 o'clock. And I know that frustrates a lot of people because they want yeah. to make a big splash. But, again, I don't think he wants to trade Broberg or Holloway. I mean, maybe somebody like Sam Rukoff could be moved. And they don't have any picks. And Mac T has said it on the, sh the show that the one trade Holland probably forgets is the second rounders for, for double A, right? Like you'd love yeah. to have those now because he didn't play here very long. Brian, I got to run. Have a good game tonight, yeah. man. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Okay, that's Brian, 780-496-0063. I'm live at Rogers Place tonight. Oil Kings are going to play Calgary. GM Kurt Hill is going to join me in about 10 minutes. We'll call a quick timeout inside sports on Chet. All right, I am live at Rogers Place tonight. Oil Kings and Hitman just coming on the ice for the warm-up. The game is going to start just after 7. Uh, we will squeeze in on the certainty hotline. Brent, Brent, go ahead. Hey, Reed, how are you doing today? Good, my man. Hey, just a question. Um... What's the status of Oscar Clefbaum? Is his salary something we could move, kind of like what, like a Nathan Horton or something? Well, he's on long-term injured reserve. I don't think he. I, I would at this point, I would be surprised if he's going to play again. Uh, I, I suppose they could move his contract to maybe a team that wanted to put it on their own LTIR. I haven't heard anything about that happening. Um, you know, the the Oilers are right up against the cap, so, you, you know. Yeah, I, I just that might be, because he's about, what, three and a half million a year? And yeah, I think he was just a little over four, right? But uh, I I don't know. I, I don't, I'd have to check. I'm not sure that that would be any advantage to the Oilers at this point to, to move it, unless maybe you move it to try to get a, a pick from a team that wants to carry the salary or something, but. Yeah, I I, I, mean, I think I've talked. Honestly, I think that's the first time I've said Clefbon's name on on air all season. Yeah, that's why I was wondering with some of the things that you know, like the Lightning have done and stuff, and and Boston did that with Nate with Horton, where I think Toronto took his salary. It, I don't know if it's an advantage or maybe it would be the way for the Oilers to recover a pick, for example. And then a team cool. could put him on LTIR, I suppose, and then that might help them with something else. But I, I, I think that's... I'll have to find out more, but that's all I see to it there, Brent. Yeah, I just haven't heard his name, and I know he had the surgery in that, so maybe he, maybe he's ready to go. Maybe, maybe Kenny knows something we don't. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be huge, but I, as far as I know, he's not, he's not playing this year. Okay. Sounds uh, good. Have a good night. Yeah, appreciate it, Brent. Thanks for listening. All right, uh, next, we're, we got three great guests coming up in the next half hour, talking about three different things. And then uh, John Shannon is going to join me here at Rogers Place from 7 to 8. Thanks for tuning in tonight. 630 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.